came to pod with you again. Oh, attorneys at pod. There's a tournament afoot. Okay, I lost it. I lost it almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this is the tournament podcast. The preeminent podcast for tournaments designed by Trent Dozier and Nia D'Amelio. Now, what does preeminent mean? Preeminent? I'm telling you, I need to write a freaking vocab theme because I don't know the words you say. Give me the definition of that word because I'm a big old dummy. I'm a big old turtle. Yes, I need that definition right or else I'm going to be wondering what that word means all night. It's like pre- I'm never gonna teach you another word again. Uh, um, you will, cause I'm a dum dum. The exact definition is surpassing all others, very distinguished in some way. <laughs> I think that's definitely true. The example it gives in a sentence is the world's preeminent expert on asbestos. Oh, that's not us, but we it are was the, the world's... asbestos that killed him. That's world's... a line from a Will Ferrell movie. Step Brothers, the best Will Ferrell movie. Step Brothers, Joaquin Phoenix's favorite movie. And mine. Um. Okay. Welcome back. This is the long-awaited best SNL cast member results episode. Yeah. Normally, uh, if you're a longtime follower of the podcast, normally we do a bracket reveal on Monday and then results on Friday. But this was our first uh, field of sixty-four tournament. Took all week. Full calendar week. Full calendar week. So we're back here on a Monday, um, giving you the hot and spicy results that you so desire. Yeah. Uh, where we finally tell you, the listenership, the votership, who you decided uh-huh. was the greatest SNL cast member of all time. I did yawn. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, if you are interested, there was an episode on, on Friday that we did, a little uh, non-canonical episode, maybe you could call it, a bonus episode. Um we <laughs> there's no narrative in these regular episodes <laughs> it's not like you're missing a crucial part of the plot there is no plot it's just us talking uh-huh. and uh-huh. mostly talking about things that you you did not even that we did yes um the uh uh that episode was um nia and i ranking the post friends career of the main six cast members on the famous american sitcom friends friends so if that's something that floats your boat check that out or also check out It'll the be friends there reunion for you. yeah the friends reunion on hbo max on thursday i don't know maybe pair it if you sync it sync up our episode with the friends reunion maybe uh, a secret message will be revealed wow some pink floyd stuff right there big time maybe <laughs> uh all right that's enough of that let's get into it shall we please here we go the results. Results. Uh, okay, we had four regions. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood uh, was the upper left corner of the bracket. Fresh Pepper Restaurant was the <laughs> bottom left corner of the bracket. The Welshley Arms Hotel was the right corner of the bracket. And Wayne Campbell's Basement was the bottom right corner. Um, so I think what we'll do is we'll go through the four regions and then we'll go through the final four and then the finals. Uh, Does that sound good to you, Nia? Great. Yes. (laughs) Nia was yawning and looking the other way while I said that. 
I'm so tired. Here's... I ran a half marathon today. Yes, please. Congratulations <laughs> to Nia. Reach out to the Tourney Pod so at I'm the Tourney Pod. I'm a little sleepy. Yeah. Well, a little behind the scenes. Um, it is 11 p.m. on Sunday night. Yes. Uh, and quite frankly, to be honest, votes are still trickling in. Yeah. Very uh, one at a time. It seems like we're winding down, but... This will be a, a live result. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we're literally going to leave the results up until I reveal it. Or, excuse me, until we reveal it. Yeah. Right now. Well, not right now, but at the end of this episode. Okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go. We'll Break start it off... down now. We'll start off in Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. We had the... Uh, well, I'll just say this. If you listen to our bracket reveal episode on last Monday... Uh, we predicted the first round pretty much correctly. The only place Nia and I differed was Vanessa Bayer versus Tracy Morgan, and we'll get to that when we get to that. But otherwise, um, everything we predicted for the first round. So we'll just run through these really quick. The number one seed, Eddie Murphy, defeated the 64-seeded Colin Jost with 80.9% of the vote. The 33-seed, Will Forte, defeated the 32nd-seed, Jimmy Fallon, with 81% of the vote. The 17-seeded Kate McKinnon defeated the 48-seeded Dennis Miller with 95% of the vote. Good, good. <laughs> the 16-seeded Adam Sandler defeated the 49-seeded Rob Schneider with 91.9% of the vote. The 9th-seeded Bill Hader defeated the 56-seeded Julia Sweeney with 97.5% of the vote. The 24-seeded Molly Shannon defeated the 41-seeded Egg Odin-Wodum with 61% of the vote. The 25-seeded Cecily Strong defeated the 40-seeded Jane Curtin with 74.4% of the vote. And the 8-seeded Tina Fey defeated the 57-seed Nora Dunn with 91.8% of the vote. So, there, nothing shocking. Nope. Uh, everything we predicted. Um... In fact, I think the uh, round of 32 went fairly similarly for Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. <clears throat> but let's find out. The number one seeded Eddie Murphy defeated the 33-seeded Will Forte with 66.7% of the vote. The 17-seeded Kate McKinnon defeated the 16-seeded Adam Sandler also with 66.7% of the vote. The number nine seed Bill Hader defeated the number 24-seed Molly Shannon with 89.5% of the vote. And the 8-seeded Tina Fey defeated the 25-seeded Cecily Strong with 66.1% of the vote. Setting up the, uh, I believe, duly predicted Eddie Murphy versus Kate McKinnon mm -hmm. and Tina Fey versus Bill Hader matchups. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I initially thought we would get a Tina Fey versus Eddie Murphy matchup with Tina Fey heading to the Final Four. And Nia predicted a Bill Hader versus Kate McKinnon matchup with Bill Hader heading to the final four. And I was right. Nia was right. The 17-seeded Kate McKinnon <laughs> took down the number one-seeded Eddie Murphy with 61.4% of the vote, and the number nine-seeded Bill Hader defeated the eight-seeded Tina Fey with 67.1% of the vote, setting up the number nine Bill Hader versus the 17-seeded Kate McKinnon giving Bill Hader his toughest matchup was Kate, but she did fall as well. Mm -hmm. Bill Hader advanced to the Final Four with 58% of the vote, winning the uh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood region. 
Um, have you read Live from New York, the mm. SNL book? Yes. I've read at least parts of it. I know I owned the book at some point. Interesting. I don't know if I ever finished it. Why? Just curious. Just curious in general. <laughs> I was going to slam you, but now that you've read it, um, I don't really have anything to slam oh, you about. you were going to call me a poser or something. I was going to say, hey? never trust someone who hasn't read Live from New York over someone who has, but we both have well, read it, so. I think it was pretty, Im- or mine. pretty impressive that within Mr. Robinson's neighborhood, yeah. we both called everything correctly up until the final four of that particular region agreed but as i had to continually remind you this week i did think jimmy fallon was gonna beat will forte right so i was wrong about that you were wrong about that yeah fool (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i will also say i did predict tina fey and amy poehler going far but i my prediction ended up being reversed where we'll find out more about amy poehler's fate a little later but i thought tina fey was going to be the one to kind of power through big time and it was actually Amy Puller who did so. And Tina Fey was eliminated by... She's better liked. By Bill Hader. Amy Puller is better liked. You're right. Well, it's just, you know... I it's... have my finger on the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the Frisha Peppa restaurant region. Teach me, Senor Marco. And again, in our original episode, we did predict all these correctly, except the big Tracy Morgan Vanessa Bayer battle. And the uh, and the Phil Hartman stuff. Well, I'm just talking about the initial round voting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You'll, we'll talk about Phil Hartman in a second. My B, my B. Okay, the Fresha Peppa Restaurant region. The number four seated Dana Carvey took down the 61 seated Chris Red with 74.2 percent of the vote. The 36 seated Chris Parnell defeated the 29 seated David Spade with 71.3 percent of the vote. The 20-seed Rachel Dratch defeated the 45-seed Kevin Nealon with 79.9% of the vote. The 13-seeded Dan Aykroyd defeated the 52-seed Garrett Morris with 95.5% of the vote. The 12-seed Gilda Radner defeated the 53-seed Horatio Sands with 80.3% of the vote. The 21-seeded Seth Meyers defeated the 44-seeded Nassim Pedrad with 70.4% of the vote. The 28-seeded Vanessa Bayer, Team Trent, defeated the 37-seeded Tracy Morgan, Team Nia, with 61.3% of the vote. And the number 5-seeded Phil Hartman defeated the 60-seeded Joe Piscopo with 96.1% of the vote. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Mm -hmm. The round of 32 in the Fresh of Pepper restaurant region. The 4-seeded Dana Carvey easily handled the 36-seeded Chris Parnell, uh, beating him with 84.2% of the vote. The 20-seeded Rachel Dratch came back with a late push to defeat the 13-seed Dan Aykroyd. Rachel Dratch advanced with 53.6% of the vote. The 12-seeded Gilda Radner defeated the 21-seeded Seth Meyers with 71.4% of the vote. That was never really close, and I think there was a time where we were thinking... Or a, I thought ahead of time. Seth was going to be Elite yeah. Eight, and he got eliminated almost immediately. <laughs> By one of the best of all time, Gilda Radner, <laughs> as he should have been. Yes. That was a bit of a, you know, I think we, Nia and I, personally hold Seth in that same regard as Amy and Tina in terms of weekend um, update anchors. And uh, he did not hold up as well as the other two. No. At least in this tournament. 
And then the five-seeded Phil Hartman defeated the 28-seed Vanessa Bayer with 69.1% of the vote, moving on to the uh, round of 16, which Nia did not think Phil Hartman would see. I didn't think he was going to get to Sweet 16. I'm so happy that he did. Um, I guess people know who Phil Hartman is. Well, Phil Hartman's run did not end there. The number five seeded, the number five seeded Phil Hartman took down the twelve seed Gilton Radner in one of our closest matchups. He advanced with fifty one point five percent of the vote. Yeah, and it, it was looking like Gilda most of the day. It was, and Phil came back, squeaked it out. Yeah, and then the number four seeded Dana Carvey took down the twenty seed Rachel Dratch. Another close one, but Dana Carvey moved on with fifty four point four percent of the vote. Setting up uh, a number four seed, Dana Carvey, versus a number five seed, Phil Hartman, battle to make it to the final four. Crushing. To win the Fresh Pepe restaurant region, Dana Carvey, the four seed, advanced over the five seed, Phil Hartman. Another close one. 54% of the vote goes to Dana Carvey, and he moves on to the uh, final four to take on the number nine seeded Bill Hader. I just can't. I was so in shock that two men from the late 80s Mm-hmm. made it to made it that far yeah. and that dana carvey made it to the final four like i love dana carvey mm-hmm. um but like i said i didn't think that people liked the <clears throat> late 80s um but our friend matt rorty who always make you think <laughs> did say that that is also his favorite in uh era of snl and the real ones know because it's the best one. the real ones, no. <laughs> they do. <laughs> okay, we move to the right side of the bracket. We right start... side was all over the map. <laughs> uh, we start with the Welshley Arms Hotel region. The two-seated Will Ferrell defeated the 63-seated Leslie Jones with 89.9% of the vote. 31-seed Daryl Hammond defeated the 34-seated Chris Rock with 64.3% of the vote. The 18-seeded John Belushi defeated the 47-seeded Jay Farrell with 70.7% of the vote. (laughs) The 15-seeded Maya Rudolph defeated the 50-seeded Sherry O'Terry with 86.7% of the vote. The 10-seeded Kristen Wiig defeated the 55-seed Kyle Mooney with 83% of the vote. The 23-seed Jason Sudeikis defeated the 42-seed Taryn Killam with 79.9% of the vote. Uh, the 39-seeded A.D. Bryant defeated the 26-seeded Chevy Chase with 73.8% of the vote. And the 7-seeded Bill Murray defeated the 58-seeded Tim Kazarinski with a 97.5% of the vote. Two things. Mm-hmm. My cousin Claire... Shout out, Claire. <laughs> said... One I... of the biggest attorneys at Pod. Huge attorney at Pod. She's also an attorney. <laughs> most of the cousins i mentioned on this podcast are actual attorneys (laughs) um but claire and all the cousins she mentions are attorneys at pod yes that's true um claire said that two okay so two things claire said that will ferrell against leslie jones in the first round was unfair and i thought that was interesting um and i don't think she was the only one who said that I just didn't think that Leslie Jones had as big of a, I don't know. 
All you Leslie Jones fans, throw your middle fingers up. <laughs> we did watch Eurovision this weekend. Yeah. The second thing is... Um, well, we... t- to be fair to these people, I also didn't... I Not also. I didn't necessarily think Will Ferrell versus Leslie Jones was a close matchup, but I am also a huge proponent of Leslie Jones and her time on SNL. Yeah. As I said in the bracket reveal episode. Oh, you trying to die. Um, the second thing, we did get some feedback on Trent reading all the names not in the Don Pardo voice. And I just want to yeah. say to my brother, who will never, who refuses to listen to this podcast. Respect. I respect that. Um, there, there is one name that we constantly said in Don Pardo's voice, even when we talked about this person uh, just like regularly. And it was Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> the person whose name I always say and like read in Don Pardo voice, even though he's only ever been in Daryl Hammond voice, I think, is Michael Che. Yeah, that's Daryl Hammond, big yeah. time. I also like how Daryl says, Bowen, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, the round of 32 for the Welshley Arms Hotel region. The two-seated Will Ferrell defeated the 31-seated Daryl Hammond uh, with 87.5% of the vote. Crushing to Daryl, who f- I know is listening. <laughs> the 15-seated Maya Rudolph defeated the 18-seated John Belushi easily with 75.4% of the vote. The 10-seated Kristen Wiig took down the 23-seed Jason Sudeikis with 80.7% of the vote. And by the slimmest of margins, the 7-seed Bill Murray squeaked past Cinderella 39-seeded A.D. Bryant with 52.6% of the vote. Well, baby A.D., <laughs> you fought hard. Hate to see it. We're, this, is a, this is absolutely an A.D. Bryant household. I love A.D. so much. Mm-hmm. Have I seen Shrill? No. I'm not emotionally ready for it. And I know that about myself, and I respect it. Okay, the two-seeded Will Ferrell versus the 15-seeded Maya Rudolph and the seven-seeded Bill Murray versus the 10-seeded Kristen Wiig. Will Ferrell defeated Maya Rudolph with 64.3% of the vote, and Kristen Wiig dunked on Bill Murray 78.6% of the vote, setting up a matchup for the finals of the Welshley Arms Hotel between the two-seeded Will Ferrell and the 10-seeded Kristen Wiig. This is hard. Because they're both groundlings people. I feel like they're actually the two most successful groundlings alums on SNL. I guess, I mean, Bill Hader was also a groundling. Mm-hmm. As was Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. But when I think of the groundlings, I think of Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig. And I think it's because the groundlings really push character. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have some really iconic characters. I feel like yes. every character they did was iconic. Yes. Every single one. How about this? Are Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig the two most successful groundlings of all time? Will Ferrell, I think, certainly is. Kristen Wiig was just in a Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. She's, uh, yeah. She is also successful. That's mm-hmm. true. I feel like she... Bridesmaids is right to be a single movie. I'm glad that they never made a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Ferrell has a franchise, and it's Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yes. Similar to Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't know. This is a different conversation. But 
interesting nonetheless. Well, just like the Dana Carvey versus Phil Hartman matchup, Will Ferrell versus Kristen Wiig was a slim margin. Also moving on with exactly 54% of the vote, just like Dana Carvey was the two-seated Will Ferrell. Unreal. Final region, Wayne Campbell's basement. Oh boy, we were wrong about this. We were wrong about this. Well, not initially, but as we got into it, it got into a car wreck in terms of our predictions. Willie! Okay, keep going. The three-seated Mike Myers defeated the 62-seated Julia Louis-Dreyfus with 82.3% of the vote. Yeah, who voted for JLD on SNL? Who voted for JLD over Mike Myers on SNL? I don't agree with that, but... It's something that's curious to me is, like, the two biggest wins... Overall, also came in the first round. It was 97.5% of the vote went to Bill Murray over Tim Kazarinski. Right. Sure. Yeah. And Bill Hader over Julia Sweeney. Yeah. Like, those two th- like those two things don't match up. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, the, the, the discrepancy in talent between Bill Murray and Tim Kazarinski right. is not as big as the gap between Bill Hader and Julia Sweeney. You mean the opposite? Maybe. <laughs> Either way. No, I know what you're saying, I think. Um, I mean, some people just felt really strongly about this. Obviously, and like people feel really strongly about JLD. I've seen clips of her on SNL, um, and I know that she was sort of an anchor in the Ebersol years, Mm. but I just don't think she's... I feel like people are like, Eddie Murphy absolutely held it down, and he was a total breakout star. And then Joe Piscopo rocked as Frank Sinatra, and JLD was the girl, and she was good. I feel like that is the commentary I feel I hear most often about her on SNL. Uh-huh. Not my commentary. This is just what I've sort of gathered. Your finger's on the pulse. <laughs> The 30-seated Anna Gasteyer defeated the 35-seated Jan Hooks with 75% of the vote. Watch more Jan Hooks, people. I think Anna deserved it, but you guys gotta watch more Jan Hooks. Mm. She, I re-listened to our episodes, and you said that Anna Gasteyer was an evolved Jan Hooks, and mm-hmm. I disagree with that. I think they're different players. Mm. I think Jan Hooks is um, closer to Kristen Wiig oh. and, and sort of like wackiness. Anna, I feel like, is a little more subdued. Though she did do the Altadena Middle School. <laughs> yeah, but even that's like, I understand what you're saying. That's She's subdued in that, you know? Yeah. I think Jan she's Hooks a, she's, absolutely rocks. Anna Gastar is a subdued insanity. Yeah. Go watch, go watch some Jan Hooks. Go. Jan Hooks at her peak is... I mean, this, what a, what a freaking sketch. Here's a recommendation from me. Church Lady, Church Chat, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Jim Baker is Phil Hartman. Tammy Faye is uh, Jan Hooks. You'll love it. And to counter, I'll recommend the Sweaty Balls sketch with <laughs> Anna Gastar, Molly Shannon, and Alec Baldwin. Yeah, fair <laughs> The 19-seated Fred Armisen defeated the 46-seated Chris Kattan with 84.3% of the vote. The 14-seated Amy Puller defeated the 51-seated Lorraine Newman with 93.7% of the vote. The 11-seated Andy Samberg defeated the 54-seated Norm MacDonald with 82.9% of the vote. 
The 22-seeded Keenan Thompson defeated the 43-seeded Bobby Moynihan with 78.1% of the vote. The 38-seeded Tim Meadows defeated the 27-seeded John Lovitz with 70.5% of the vote. And the 6-seeded Chris Farley defeated the 59-seeded Beck Bennett with 74.5% of the vote, rounding out the first round. No real shocks there. No, we predicted all of that. Mm-hmm. Here's where it gets a little crazy. Here's where it gets crazy. The round of 32 in Wayne Campbell's basement. The three-seated Mike Myers defeated the 30-seated Anna Gasteyer with 85.7% of the vote. We predicted that. The 14-seated Amy Puller defeated the 19-seated Fred Armisen with 61.4% of the vote. Were we split on that? Did I think Amy and you thought Fred? or were, did we No, both I saw Amy? Amy going to the Final Four, so there's oh. absolutely no way that I thought Great. Fred. Great. Well, here's where my whole bracket got busted. <laughs> if you'll recall... I predicted a future matchup between Chris Farley and Andy Sandberg would determine the winner of the tournament. Yes. Well, the 22-seeded Keenan Thompson defeated the 11-seeded Andy Sandberg with 58.9% of the vote. Thus begins Keenan's Cinderella story. Yes. And the 6-seeded Chris Farley defeated the 38-seeded Tim Meadows with 71.4% of the vote. Fun fact, Tim and Chris did Second City Main Stage again. Mm-hmm. So this sets us up with the three-seeded Mike Myers versus the 14th-seeded Amy Poehler and the six-seeded Chris Farley versus the 22-seeded Keenan Thompson to see who advances into the round of eight. The 14-seed Amy Poehler took down the three-seed Mike Myers with 54.3% of the vote. Which is what I predicted. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I thought Mike, I think. This is where I thought. Yeah, you thought Mike. Uh, actually, I do or think I had... Or you just reacted interestingly. Yeah, I, had, I did have Amy losing in the next round to Chris Farley or Andy Samberg. Turns out, Chris Farley lost to Keenan Thompson. Keenan advanced with 57.1% of the vote. And now I think is when we should talk about Keenan. Okay. He rocks. Yeah, Keenan rocks. And I am glad. That he made it as far as he did. Yes, we're, this is a pro Keenan household. I, Keenan, like a fine wine, has yeah. only gotten better with age. Yes. He grounds every single sketch he's in. Yes. He is, uh, I just don't know what the show would be without him. Mm-hmm. And what sucks is that Keenan was on the Bill Simmons podcast a few months ago, and he was like, People are always talking about who's the best of all time. Why can't we all just be, you know, like good at what we do and, you know, none of us need to be the best. And we've done this to him. And uh, I feel bad. (laughs) Well, the 22-seeded Keenan Thompson defeated the 14-seeded Amy Poehler with 63.3% of the vote to win Wayne Campbell's basement and move to the final four of the tournament podcast's best SNL cast member of all time tournament. Yeah, Keenan's been doing sketch comedy since he was a child. Yeah, so he better be good at it. And he is good at it. And he is good at he it. He is one of the best at it of all time. Of all time. <clears throat> okay, here we are. The final four matchups. Yes. The four seated Dana Carvey versus the nine seated Bill Hader, and the two seated Will Ferrell versus the twenty two seated Keenan Thompson. I had Dana Carvey and Will Ferrell here. In my original bracket, I did not have Bill Hader or Keenan Thompson. I didn't have Dana or Keenan. I had Bill and Will. 
The old Bill and Will. I had Amy, and I don't remember who I had. Oh, and Seth Meyers, I think. Wow. I could look it up. That pick aged poorly. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Amongst my Andy Samberg to win pick. Yeah, that really aged poorly. Okay, here we go. Uh, With 61.4% of the vote, the number nine seed Bill Hader took down the four seeded Dana Carvey. And with 54.5% of the vote, the number two seed Will Ferrell ended the Cinderella run of the 22 seed Keenan Thompson. 22 is the absolute highest seed we've ever had make it this far. Yeah. I, um, you know, it felt really good to to have predicted this final matchup correctly. Mm-hmm. Because this was our biggest bracket. Yeah, sure. But watching Keenan, I, I mean, when Keenan went through like two rounds, I was like, I want to be wrong. Yeah. I want Keenan to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. My cousin Katie, also, I found out today, wanted Keenan to win the whole, <laughs> whole thing. If you're wondering, how many cousins do you have? They all have k names, except for my cousin Pete. <laughs> so if you're having trouble keeping track, you're not alone. Yeah. Well, here we are, the finals. As Nia predicted, Bill the two seated, the two seated Will Ferrell versus the number nine seated Bill Hader. The two Williams. Actually, I looked this up last night. Neither of them are named William. Is it just Will and Bill? It is Bill Hader is his given name according to Wikipedia. That's tough. And Will Ferrell is John William Ferrell. Why would you name your baby Bill? Dollar Bill, baby. Could you imagine talking to a little baby? Maybe they called him Billy. Maybe. But could you imagine being like, Hi, Bill. <laughs> Bill, good to see you. I see you pooped last night. Really nice job, son. Oh Gonna change your diaper and maybe I'll meet Add you around... Add those papers to me by... <laughs> meet you around noon for lunch, Bill. Good, to, good talk. Oh You're a good boy. God. John William Farrell. Yeah. Well, here we go. Bill Hader versus John William Farrell. The moment everyone has been waiting for. Because as always, if you've been voting day by day, you already know what the final matchup is. You just didn't know necessarily how we got there percentage-wise. Uh, but here we are. Here we are. And uh, as we said, votes were still rolling in. But ever since we started recording, not a single vote has come in. So, voting is closed as of 11.21 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for participating. In the tournament podcasts, best SNL cast member of all time tournament, you, the listenership, the votership, the fellowship, the friendship, the attorneys at pod have decided that with 54.3% of the vote, the best Saturday Night Live cast member of all time is the two-seed, John William Farrell. (laughs) Will Farrell, baby. Deserved. Cubs win! Cubs win! Absolutely deserved. Um, I think he's a star and he deserves to be. Yeah. I think history has proven he's a star. This is exactly, well, not exactly, but this is almost exactly what happened with the Grantland bracket, which is something that we used to rank these people. It was part of it, yes. It was... Actually, Phil versus Will 
Phil Hartman? Yeah. Oh, good in for the you, final Mia. Too. Thank you. Um, and then Will won. Mm. And I just, you know, Will Ferrell is so part of millennial culture. Uh, and I think it goes even beyond his time at SNL. People love Anchorman, Set Brothers, uh, he, Talladega Nights. Even his non-lead roles, like... Um... What's the one with Luke Wilson? Mustafa. Well, yeah, Zoolander. Austin Powers. And Frank the Tank in... Mugatu in Zoolander. Frank the Tank. In Wedding Crashers. No, no, he's Chaz in in Wedding Crashers. Old School. Old School. Oh, my God. I could not think (laughs) of the name of Old School. Um, And then we're big... Speaking of Eurovision, we are huge Eurovision Song Contest the story of Fire Saga fans. Yes. Huge. That's a, a Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams Netflix movie that came out at the beginning of the pandemic. Check that out. It's on Netflix. And if you don't want to sit through the movie, listen to the soundtrack. Yeah. The it's soundtrack so is great. It's good. Um, we love Will Ferrell. We love Will Ferrell. But, like, those are all his movies yeah. after SNL. Like, yeah. Will Ferrell has three Best of Will Ferrell DVDs. Mm-hmm. He has three separate DVDs. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody else has more than one. Well, that's not true. Definitely some other people have two. Have two. Maybe Dana. Definitely Dana. Man, I know Mike we Mike Myers, probably. Chris Farley. I know that we owned someone else's Multiples. volume, too. Yeah. Nonetheless, like we were saying with Kristen Wiig, like everything that Will Ferrell did turned to gold and even when he yeah. wasn't playing a, a, an outrageous character like one of my one of my favorite will ferrell uh he's in the sketch phil hartman came back to host one time mm-hmm. before he was murdered sorry i keep mentioning that phil hartman was murdered but it is traumatic uh. he he does this sketch where he's an acting teacher phil hartman and uh i think it's really funny but Will Ferrell gets up and sings A Whole New World from Aladdin. <laughs> and he does it so sincerely, but it's still so funny. Yeah. He's like Keenan in that He's, way. Will Ferrell is funny on like every level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he is a incredible physical comedian. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he doesn't necessarily like throw his body around like Chris Farley did necessarily, but like. His physical comedy is iconic. Like when he comes in wearing that thong. Mm-hmm. On SNL. Yeah. Or, you know, a huge part of the uh, Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper, more cowbell sketches. More cowbell sketches. His shirt rising up and, you know, his midriff being exposed. It's funny. And I wonder, like, that sketch is so, it's like pretty ensemble-based. I know he's, like, the thorn in the side of Blue Oyster Cult, but it's, like, really Christopher Walken's sketch. But but everyone plays their part, and it's just, like, could anybody have made that sketch as iconic as Will Ferrell did? I'm the I cock of the walk, baby. <laughs> we don't have a lot of fe- songs that feature the cowbell. I'd be doing myself a disservice. And every member of this band, I don't know. He's really, he's the GOAT. And uh, he deserves to win this bracket. Let's talk about Billy, though, for just one second. Bill? Yeah. Bill Hader? Bill Hader. 
Let's talk about Bill. Um, I thought that Bill would win the bracket. Mm-hmm. And I think he's equally as deserving. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great utility player. <clears throat> and I think people, especially my age, do a lot of Stefan. And I see even people yes. like without without even like giving proper credit to Stefan, I see a lot of people going like this baby shower has everything. Blah 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 but like it's really made its way yeah. into the lexicon i think that uh you know i think that bill was great on snl but i also am a huge fan of documentary now Mm -hmm. and i like barry Mm -hmm. and i but i feel like bill Hader does not have the franchise quality yet yeah maybe in the future but Uh, i don't see him barry i think is a step in that direction a step in that direction but i just I feel like he's like a serious actor more than in, Will Ferrell. In Barry or in general. In general. Mm. Like documentary now is laugh out loud, pee your pants funny. Mm-hmm. But it takes some serious commitment to those characters yeah. to do them well. Tell me if this makes sense. Will Ferrell was great on SNL. Mm-hmm. Bill Hader was made for SNL. Yeah, that does make sense. That makes sense. Okay, that's it then. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Um, any thoughts on anybody else? Any any other things you want to hit on before we finish it off? I would just like to say, you know, brutal mashup for Bobby Moynihan in the first round. I wish he would have gone further. I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. who I felt like were deserving to go further, but like, you know. Twitter me. Twitter <laughs> me. A lot of these players are great and one thing that people always say is snl was always good you know it was better back whenever you know that's bs Mm -hmm. because what we were all watching us like my age your age our generation we were watching the best of dvds so we only ever saw the best of will ferrell or the best of chris farley Mm -hmm. i'm sure we were rarely watching full episodes and i'm sure week to week to week like the show does now, only, yeah. only one or two sketches really hit, and only one or two sketches in the whole season, you know, seep into the lexicon right. of pop culture. Right. I think SNL is as good now as it ever was. Certainly, maybe maybe that's not true, but the cast is certainly as talented as it ever was. I agree. Um, and I think it changes with, like, I think comedy is so hard right now. Yeah. Well, well I'm basic for that take. No, you're I but agree. comedy's so hard to do right now, and I feel like, you know, if we did this in a couple of years and Bo and Yang was um, eligible mm-hmm. for the bracket, uh, he would go far. Yeah. I think Bo and Yang is changing sort of the culture in the face of comedy. And... Uh, Ego. Ego. Chloe. Chloe. I think... I think people maybe even punky i've seen you know Mm -hmm. we got to see more of her as the season went on Mm -hmm. i think that'll continue to happen and it'll change and it'll be different but it'll be right um you know it's live it's never perfect well also like as someone who spent four and a half years in chicago and saw the talent pipeline that was going from chicago to snl Mm -hmm. like 
I know there's people out there who can make SNL great. Absolutely. And that's just Chicago alone. There's yeah. also the New York pipeline, the LA pipeline, and then everybody else who doesn't live in any of those three cities. Yeah. Well, like, the year that Shane Gillis got hired was, like, the year that, like, four of our friends got flown out to mm-hmm. New York, and I, and I was like, what? They hired, <laughs> they hired this guy? <laughs> there is one more thing that I wanted to say. Great. Um, that we haven't talked about at all. I don't think. Oh boy. Da- oh boy. Let's take a look at the final four. Dana and Will both played presidents. Mm. And Bill, weirdly, and Keenan, weirdly, never played presidents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of them were capable of playing presidents. Fred Armisen used to wear blackface to play Barack Obama. It tough. Um, but, uh,. I, I always, like, forget about that part of SNL. When it's election season, it's so vital. It's, mm-hmm. like, why you watch SNL. But they aren't the lasting things. No. But I will say, something that I think has lasted from Will Ferrell's time as George W. Bush is strategery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that is iconic. Uh-huh. Um, but I wonder if Bill ever had gotten to play a president or even i said this in the in the opening episode jason sudeikis should always be joe biden yeah but you know i wonder if bill joe biden if bill had gotten the chance to play a prominent politician yeah i feel like the only person he did was james carville and he did a great but he's just a political commentator (laughs) but um I just wonder if he would have seeped into the culture a little bit more. Maybe. But we'll never know. Here's the thing. I feel like Stefan would have seeped into the culture more than any President Bill would have played. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Strategery. Strategery. (laughs) I'm going to be sleeping 24-7. That's... I forget what the joke is. That's good. Watch the best of Will Ferrell. It's on one of the best of Will Ferrell. Uh, okay, that's it. That's the episode. Thank you for voting. This was a, a great week. Um, now, normally, we do a bracket reveal on Monday, voting all week, and then bracket results on Friday. Obviously, we are resulting right now on a Monday. So things are going to be a little bit different. Like last week, we are going to have a special episode on Friday if you want to tune in for that. However, there will be a voting component. Girls there will be a voting component to it this time, um, unlike there was last week. Um, I think we'll probably open up voting for this on Tuesday. Yeah. And then vote. You can vote uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be one question, and then uh, Nia and I will be debating this because, topic. Because we actually fall very strongly on opposite sides of the argument. We fall very strongly on opposite sides of the argument. If you want to educate yourself or um, revamp your memories, both of these movies are available to watch to you on Hulu if you so choose. But this Friday's episode, it will be Nia versus Trent <laughs> in a debate, which movie is better, Shrek 1 or Shrek 2? And the answer is Shrek, Shrek 2. one original. <laughs> uh so now you know battle lines have been drawn go ahead do your own homework feel how you want to feel about it but just know things are gonna get a little bit pesty on friday know that i will die on this hill and i have died on this hill yes i have screamed about this before and i will stand over you 
covered in your blood. One Heart time, in my hand. One time I applied for a job and the application was so fun. They gave us a choice of like 10 questions to answer and you had to answer three. And one of the questions was, what's a... Because I work in entertainment, LOL. One of the questions was, uh, what movie hill are you prepared to die on? And I literally wrote a 500 word essay about how I thought that Shrek 2 was better than Shrek 1. So I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm armed and ready. Well, I'll just say this. Did you get that job? I did not. I never heard back. <laughs> Interesting. I guess the essay wasn't that persuasive. Franklin Leonard, why didn't I hear back from you? Uh, okay, that's <laughs> it. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for voting, as always. Please follow us on all of our social media accounts at the Turning Pod. Um, look for this bracket to go up Tuesday, probably Tuesday morning, um, or, or Monday at midnight, uh, as it were, Pacific Standard Time. So 3 a.m. on the East Coast, 2 a.m. on the in the Central Time Zone. That's it. That's it. We'll talk to everybody again on Friday. And remember, may the thing with the most votes win. Thanks for listening to the Tournament Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. A five-star rating or a positive review is helpful and appreciated, too. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at TheTourneyPod. You can email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. The Tournament Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash the Trident Network. The tournament podcast is edited by Nia D'Amelio. The theme music is also composed by Nia D'Amelio. Tune in Friday to find out who won our first ever mini tourney, Shrek 1 versus Shrek 2.